to Relationships at Work, the Leadership Mindset Guide to Creating a Workplace We Love. I'm your host, Russell Lolliker. I have communication love. I've got leadership love. Heck, I'm a nerd around both of those areas with decades of experience in both, actually, and a whole heap of curiosity. It's the whole engine of the show, the motivation for it, on how we can make the workplace a better place. If you're a leader trying to understand and improve your impact on work culture and the employee experience, well, you found yourself in the right place. Every week on the show, I talk with a local or global leader on topics that are here to help us improve that workplace that we we attend a lot of our time. We've tackled so many topics, which you kind of do after 110 plus episodes. Uh, imposter syndrome, diversity, equity, inclusivity, belonging, uh, communication, empathy, activism, burnout. I run out of breath more than I run out of topics. And uh, there's so many different ways you can approach a lot of these topics. And we've dug into them with some pretty, pretty hefty minds. I encourage you to check them out. We keep adding every week. And now as an added bonus, like this episode you're listening to here, I'll be sharing an additional episode pulled from the pages of our weekly Raw Note newsletter, which you can still subscribe to. This little mini episode is a quick and valuable bit of information on top of our regular show. So the raw note I'm passing on to you this week, well, it's the third entry in our Seven Deadly Sins of a Leadership Ecosystem series. Thank you for joining us for this. What we're talking about is enter the curiosity void. I said it before, I'm going to say it again, and I say it one more time. I'm not worried about bad leaders. I'm not. I'm worried about leadership ecosystems that allow and perpetuate them. So welcome to my third raw note in this series on the seven deadly sins of an ecosystem that allows such toxic environments. You know, these practices are rarely intentional. It would be really evil if they were intentional, but they're no less effective. So as I highlight them, as I go in and demonstrate what it actually looks like, I'm also going to be sharing the things we can do to make sure they don't happen in our organizations. I've talked about being too busy. I've talked about fearing conflict. And number three is the curiosity void. How can we address problems we aren't aware of or only make the effort to show surface level interest in? Curiosity is a good leader's greatest superpower. It's not using that power that leads to bad leaders being allowed to exist and continue. So how powerful is curiosity? Well, let's do a fun little exercise just as an example, okay? We're going to look at curiosity around a topic, uh, employee retention. We'll pick that. Okay. So follow me here. You're going to start with an easy question. What is our employee retention rate this year? Go to your HR division. Uh, they probably have these numbers uh, if, if they're keeping track of them. And my goodness, I sure hope they are. And then that should lead to a lot more curiosity. What's been the trend in employee retention for the last five years? Where are the business areas or roles that we are losing the most staff? What are some of the trends of our exit interviews that we're doing with those staff that are leaving? Why do employees keep leaving that one manager? And what are we doing about it? If most people are leaving a particular role, how are we failing them in being successful in that role? What is my role as a leader in these issues? How am I contributing through my actions or inactions? Fun exercise, huh? I just asked what? Seven questions? Eight questions? 
and I got a lot of information that I'm sure I could put really actionable insights around. Curiosity thing, it's important. As leaders, it's on us. It's on us to flex our inquisitiveness beyond the obvious and not so obvious. I'm sorry to say we cannot wait for someone to do a PowerPoint presentation or slide deck to you young folks uh, to showcase the issues of bad leadership running through our system. And even if we sadly are one of those leaders that sits and waits for somebody to show us, curiosity still dictates that we have to ask a lot of questions in that moment. I've talked and written about curiosity before. Now, it's really usually around the idea of assumptions, making assumptions instead of asking questions. And we make assumptions all the time. It's always based on our own experience, our own understanding. So we assume instead of ask questions. Being too busy is another one. And I get it. I totally understand why being too busy might get in the way of being overly curious. Your bandwidth is hugely hit. Your capacity is just not there to be as curious as you might like. But both these things, assumptions and being too busy, are just big roadblocks to us being good leaders and being curious. Because making assumptions takes away our ability to learn. And it takes away our ability to find new meaning and experiences we've never had or situations we've never been in. Making assumptions removes the ability to embrace things like diversity and context. Curiosity fixes that. Now, being too busy? Well, that's just an excuse. It might be a good one, it might be true, but it's also a hindrance and it shows your priorities are not in the right place. Both of these allow bad leadership to exist in our organization and curiosity is really, really the fix for that. So what does curiosity as a leader mean? Well, it means being curious beyond just listening to those reporting to you and what they tell you. There are numerous reasons why we might not always get the full picture. It means being curious about how and why work is being done as much as what is being done. It means not taking information at surface level and understanding the meaningfulness is actually about digging deeper into issues, into topics, into concerns. Being curious as a leader needs to be about understanding the impact to culture and how our actions and inactions impact that environment. It needs to be about trends that are happening over time and how to lean into the good and correct the bad. There's so many surveys demonstrating the leadership's lack of curiosity by showcasing the disconnect of what employers believe versus what employees know and feel. Check out Harvard Business Review, Global Workplace Report, SHRM. Those are just a few to name. I actually highlighted this gap in a keynote presentation I did and an executive challenged me and said, I must be wrong. They made an assumption based on their own, you know, their own environment, their own experience. They weren't curious at all. But the funny thing is, is the person right beside them looked it up, Googled immediately and is like, yeah, actually that's true. All those surveys show that executive is not as curious as they need to be to understanding the gap between employees and executive. So what's a leader to do to find their curiosity? Well, I got a couple of suggestions for you. Start by asking those thought-provoking questions. Leadership can actively engage in conversations by asking really great questions that go beyond that surface level discussion. Ask why four times instead of once. Number two, seek diverse perspectives. Leaders should actively seek out diverse perspectives from their team leaders, their colleagues, their stakeholders. You shouldn't be hearing the same thing over and over again. 
you should be here challenging perspectives. This can be done by soliciting input during meetings, inviting different viewpoints, creating a safe space for people to share their ideas and opinions. These aren't just the people you see every day or directly report to you either. They need to be new faces. You need to get out from your office or your cubicle. Number three, embrace a continuous learning mindset. Leaders should demonstrate a commitment to their own learning and development. That's what opens your mind up. Attend workshops, conferences, training programs. These all expand our knowledge and help us stay up to date on what's happening in our worlds outside of our bubbles. Then share those learning experiences with your team. That can inspire them and show that you're learning and that they're learning and that you're prioritizing learning. Number four, actively listen and show interest. Genuine interest. When you're engaging with team members or colleagues, leaders need to practice things like active listening and then demonstrate genuine interest in what you're hearing. That includes things like maintaining eye contact, providing undivided attention, not thinking about the next thing you have to do, but actually being in the moment and then asking follow-up questions to delve deeper into that topic that you're discussing right then and there. And last, we all have to lead by example. Leaders have to role model curiosity in their own actions and their behaviors. By showcasing our curiosity, whether it's by trying new things, exploring different solutions, or looking at feedback, we're inspiring others to do the same. As leaders, our role is to be truth finders. And that doesn't mean just accepting what is presented to us. Bad leaders won't tell you the truth. And friends of those bad leaders will just cover up for the bad leaders by not shedding light on the real issues. Or maybe there's so much lack of psychological safety, it's better to just not say anything to leaders that actually can make change like you and I, so they don't say anything. But it's up to us as leaders to get really curious, to get to the true meaning of situations by asking questions, listening to those answers, learning and acting your team and your organization will be much healthier for it. And all we have to do is start by asking a few questions. And that'll do it. That will do it for another episode of Relationships at Work, a raw note version. Thank you for listening to the third in our series of the seven deadly sins of a leadership ecosystem. We have to do everything we can to address bad leaders. And uh, I, I hope you're pulling something from this, some value. I really appreciate your time in joining me on my journey of learning. And uh, if you ever have a moment or a thought to perhaps sharing these episodes with someone else, I couldn't appreciate it more. Whether it's an email, text message, just casual conversation. Hey, have you heard the latest on relationships at work? Not so bad. Anyway, really appreciate it. Helps the show grow and uh, couldn't mean more to me. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.